Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the host of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, and this week, Natalie, we are... Sorry, not sorry. sorry. Everybody's like turning it off right now. They're like, nope. We are sorry, not sorry. How to stop people pleasing. We're going to be talking about what is people pleasing, what causes people pleasing, and how to overcome being a people pleaser and become a people respecter. Ooh. It's different. I like that. I like that. You you can make people happy and you can also make yourself happy. True. You've got to find a balance. And we have an exciting milestone today. Two years. Today our two-year two birthday. years. First episode was August 18th, 2020. But our first, like, recording recording was, like, when was, like, a year before that? Or Oh, a- the first, first, first? Yes, the unaired episode. The unaired. That was, like, April of 2019. Wow. It's been a long it's time. It's been a long time. Well, we want to thank all you guys for listening. It's so fun connecting with you. We love when you guys DM us. We love when you guys email us. Yes. It's so fun. And we're starting to get to like know you guys. I know. There's like there's, a few. There's a few that really interact with us, and it's so fun. So keep sending in episode requests. You can always email us at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com, or you can DM us, slide in our DMs yeah. at amidoingthisrightpod. And at the end of today's episode, we're going to be playing what, Nat? BFF quiz. BFF quiz. We haven't done it in a while. I know. And remember, there's like a new set of questions. Oh. So they're fresh. Be excited. Be on the edge of your seats, you guys. <laughs> but for our two-year anniversary, Nat, what are we drinking? We are drinking Let's on see. this lovely Tuesday. We are drinking the La Marca Prosecco sparkling wine. This is just one of those like real standard guys. Hey, you never know. Sometimes they really surprise I know. Like, oh, this is actually really good. I know. You have to cheers to two years. Two years. This one's always good with like a mimosa. Oh, okay. Cheers. Congrats. Clink. Congrats. And thank you again to all of the listeners. Yes. Old ones and new ones. Yes. We are very excited to have you guys here. I'm excited to be back. I was on the East Coast last week. I was in New York and Boston with my... 14-year-old sister, let me tell you, those hormones were raging. Oh. She was a little spicy thing. No, actually, we actually had a really good time. I took her to see NYU, Columbia. We saw Fordham. We saw Harvard. We saw Emerson College. But really what it was is my Don't Do Drugs campaign. Ah, okay. Before she gets into high school. Yeah. I was like, wow, you know, you can go to Harvard if you don't do drugs. (laughs) <laughs> hey, you know, you know, you can get into NYU if you don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. So it was really my like dare campaign. I was gonna say it was very like your dare. dare. Yes, I saw a vintage dare shirt the other day, and I was like, should I get it? Do you remember dare? I took that so you know me. I oh. took that so seriously. Oh, you oh yeah, we, we had like dare the, and mad. What's remember? mad? I don't want mothers mad. against drunk driving. Oh no, but I did have to watch that video when um you're getting your permit. Of all the dead bodies. Red, red asphalt. Red asphalt. Yeah. Did anyone, Did anyone else? anyone else have to watch that? I had to go to this like off-brand driving school and Me you had too. to go in and then they show you the video and it's all these dead bodies. Literally dead bodies called red asphalt. I we had to watch Leah about two. that too. I said, Leah, when you get your driver's license, you have to watch this video. She goes, those aren't real dead bodies. I said, yes, they oh, are. Oh, they sure are. <laughs> they. Sh- I'll never forget it. Well, that's the thing. I remember the name of it. We watched red asphalt one and two. Well, I had that one kid who was, like, paralyzed. Remember him? Oh, 
I don't remember. You remember him? him. He was the face of it. He was the face of drunk driving. The only thing I can remember is truly the dead, spl- oh, like, God. bloody bodies. Happy I was two just years, like- everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Bloody bodies. The bloody bodies on the road. (laughs) Did she have a particular favorite college? She loved NYU. She loved New York. She was like, at first we got to New York. And if you've never been, it's She'd never been? She'd never been. It's smelly. It's muggy. It's hot. And she was like, what the fuck is this? She was like, this is not for me. But the second day, I saw it in her eyes. She was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like, I don't even care about the trash on the side of the no. street. There's something in the air. It's I, an energy. Yes. It's and so she energy. really felt it. But the first, like, day we got there, also I was like, we have to get pizza. I found a gluten-free pizza place. It tastes like shit. Oh, damn. We were sitting on the side of the road. It smelled like urine. I thought, oh, this is not going well. <laughs> but you know what? That's the vibe. But she but, didn't get it. You know, you have to get it. Yeah. And Some then people she are got not New York it. people. And I'm like, yeah, I feel bad. But you, I think it's undeniable that New York has a thing to it. Yes. Whether or not you get it or you don't, you're like, there's something happening here. Yes. Yes. There is a full-blown energy. Yeah. So she was she was with it by the end. Okay. I would love for her to go to NYU. Me too. I would love to have someone to visit out there. Well, I have a million friends. I'm so sorry out there. Also, I feel like Annalise would probably go yeah, on I'm, that side. So it's like they'd both be over there. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. So that's what I've been up to, you guys. I've been people-pleasing a lot because I had to care for a 14-year-old girl and who doesn't tell me what she wants to eat. And I'm just <laughs> like, if you don't say one word and just tell me what you want. So I need this episode. Yeah. I need yeah. it. And I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people are maybe even unknowingly people pleasers. I yes. know a no I know I'm a people pleaser. Me too. But you're right, because this was actually a listener request. This was a listener requested episode. That's another thing I want to sound for. Re- listener request. <laughs> listener request. We still nobody's ever sent. Well, we had one person send in oh, some a type of something. Or something. <laughs> we were afraid to open it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So why did we choose this? Well, like you said, we're both people pleasers, and we thought this would be a good topic to dive into, understand it better, so we can overcome being people pleasers in the future. Mm. I think we've both gotten better, though, as we've gotten older. Mm, I don't know if I have. Really? Maybe. I, I feel like I know a lot easier Yes, yes, before. yeah. I think yeah. we're a little bit better at saying no to things we don't want to go to. But, you know, there's always something new to learn, something new to consider. But before we hop into it, we want to clear up a very common misconception. And that is that people-pleasing and being nice are one in the same. Are one in the same? Yes, they are different things. Being, no, they're not one in the same. Yeah, the misconception is that they are uh, one in the same. Okay, sorry. They are not one in the same, people. Okay. In reality, there is a distinction between doing things to be nice and doing things because you're a people-pleaser. Oh. People often do nice things for a range of reasons, like to feel good, to help, to return a favor, or to earn a favor. Mm. If you're doing something because you're afraid that you'll be disliked, rejected, or even insulted if you say no, you're probably people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Yeah. So what is it by definition? Okay. So by definition, according to Scott Barry Kaufman, scientific director of the Imagination Institute in the Positive Psychology Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Wow. That is a whole that ass thing. That sounds like a dream. Like when you're a kid, you're like, where do you want to work? I want to work at the Imagination Institute in the I Positive know. Psychology Center. Like, geez. <laughs> anyway, so according to Scott, people pleasing involves putting someone else's needs ahead of your own. People pleasers are highly attuned to others and are often seen as agreeable, helpful, and kind. However, people pleasers may have trouble advocating for themselves, which can lead to a harmful pattern of self-sacrifice or self-neglect. We've been shot. (laughs) Yes. 
Shot. That was a direct, direct hit. <laughs> People pleasing is associated with a personality trait known as sociotrophy. Sociotropy? Sociotropy? So- sociotropy? I think that's how you say it. Or, also known as, <laughs> feeling overly concerned with pleasing others and earning their approval as a way to maintain relationships. Mm. This behavior can be a symptom of a mental health condition like anxiety depression, mm. avoidant personality disorder, mm. check, mm. having or being raised in a family where a family member has borderline personality disorder and codependency or dependent personality disorder. Jeez. So there's a lot of ways that this can manifest. Yes. So if your environment growing up required you to neglect your own needs in order to do things for others, it is likely that you have become a people pleaser in your adulthood. Oh, yes. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're like, "Mm, okay, this sounds like me. What are some signs of being a people pleaser? All right, so number one is that you've got a low opinion of yourself. Mm. So you may believe people only care about you when you're useful and need their praise and appreciation in order to feel good about yourself. Okay. You also need others to like you. So people pleasers often spend a lot of time worrying about rejection. And these worries often lead to specific actions designed to keep people happy with you so they don't reject you. Okay. Yes. The other one, and I think this is a very big one, it's hard for you to say no. You might worry that telling somebody no or turning down a request for help will make them think you don't care about them. Agreeing to do what they want might seem like a safer option, even if you don't actually have the time or inclination to help. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've been there. I've been there. You also apologize or accept fault when you are not to blame. People-pleasing involves readiness to take on blame even when what happened has nothing to do with you. And finally, you are quick to agree. If you go along with something you don't agree with just to keep everyone happy, you're setting yourself and others up for future frustration. If both of the plans have clear flaws, you're doing everyone a disservice by not speaking up. You know what I was thinking when you were reading that about the no stuff? I remembered this so clearly. My mom, one of her best girlfriends, my mom would say, hey, hey, do you want to go to this thing with me? And she would go, "Mm, no. My mom said, she's like, I used to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she just says no, period. Like, that is insane. Like, how rude. And then she's like, it took me years to realize she's actually not being rude. She would say, like, no, I don't want to do that. My mom would be like, oh, my God. But she wasn't people pleasing. She's being genuinely honest. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, that reminds me. There's an episode of Friends where they're all like trying to plan something and Phoebe goes, oh, yeah, I can't go to that. And they're like, why? And she's like, because I don't want to. <laughs> but that's a valid reason yes. to not go to something. Yes. I just don't want to go. Well, here's the other thing. It's like we all want to be able to have the ability to say that. Yeah. So it's like when somebody says that to me, I'm like, good for you. Well, yeah, I know. But my mom wasn't used to it. So at first she was shocked. She was like, oh, my God. And then she was like, wait, that's actually like badass. I should do that. <laughs> I, I should just say no is a complete sentence. No we'll is get a there. complete sentence. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. What causes someone to be a people pleaser? Yeah. So a 2010 study on differences in coping patterns between genders found that while 54% of female participants exhibited people pleasing behavior, only 40% of men did. So, it's, you know, it's more mm. women. I think we're bred to be housewives. Yeah. You know, all of that, that tracks. Stuff. So, Dr. Tehu, Tehu? Tehu. Tehu Smith, a therapist and professor at Pepperdine University, says the pressure that women 
feel to be people pleasers is very real. Young girls are told to be quiet and pleasant, Mm. to be oriented towards others, to not speak up for what they want, and to please others. These gender-based stereotypes are continuously reinforced in our society in a manner that distinctly disadvantages women. Ding, 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 ding. That was a clear and concise. I said, this is what it is. Yep. The root cause of being a people pleaser usually has to do with your early stages in life, specifically the way you were treated, loved, and cared for by your parents or primary caregivers. Mm. Children pick up on everything. If parents don't show love in a stable, consistent way, children end up absorbing the message that they need to prove themselves in order to receive love again. We can grow up as parent pleasers and grow into People pleasers. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. My favorite word. Interesting. Two years of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Another cause for people being people pleasers could be low self-esteem. Sometimes people engage in people-pleasing behavior because they don't value their own desires and needs. Due to a lack of self-confidence, people pleasers have a need for external validation and they may feel that doing things for others will lead to approval and acceptance. Also, painful or traumatic experience can cause someone to become a people pleaser. People who have experienced abuse, for example, may try to please others and be as agreeable as possible in order to avoid triggering abusive behavior in others. Another cause could be perfectionism. Ding, 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 ding. mm -hmm. Sometimes people want everything to be, you know, quote unquote, just so, including how other people think and feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's me. But what are the effects? Like, what are the effects on us if we are people pleasers? Well, according to psychosocial rehabilitation specialist Kendra Cherry, people pleasing isn't necessarily a bad thing. Being a concerned and caring person is an important part of maintaining healthy relationships with loved ones. It becomes a problem, however, If you are trying to win approval in order to shore up weak self-esteem or if you are pursuing the happiness of others at the expense of your own emotional well-being. Uh-huh. Yes, if you are devoting all of your time to helping others in order to make them happy and win their approval, you might experience some consequences. Some consequences, Natalie. What are some consequences? Some consequences include anger and frustration. Even if you're genuinely a caring and giving person, when you're doing things reluctantly or out of obligation over and over for someone, at some point you're bound to create resentment towards that person. Understandable. Yeah. Also, stress and anxiety. Helping other people can actually have a number of mental health benefits, but not leaving time for yourself means you might end up experiencing the negative health consequences of excess stress. That is me. Right now. Right now. After taking care of a 14-year-old girl for seven days, and then I had house guests for four days, I've had 11 11 days without a moment to myself, and I'm like... And now you have Joe. Now you live with somebody. Well, no, Joe's made my life so much easier, but yes. But just just, no time for just I have not been alone for 11 days. I would collapse and die. I've been serving others for 11 days, and I am at the brink of a mental breakdown, everyone. Yeah, no, no. It's it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, well, another consequence of being a people pleaser <laughs> is depleted willpower. Check. Research suggests that willpower and self-control may actually be limited resources. Ooh, oh. That's very interesting. If you're using your mental resources to make sure that other people have what they want or need, it might mean that you simply have little left to devote to your 
own needs. Oh. Yeah. Another consequence is lack of authenticity. By hiding your own needs and feelings to accommodate others, you can begin to feel as if you're not living your life authentically. It may even leave you feeling as if you don't know yourself at all. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Okay, now we got to figure out how do we overcome being a people pleaser? Please help me. Let's do the how-to. This is a how-to This is a how-to podcast. All right, number one, you're going to ask yourself, are you saying yes because it makes you feel happy and satisfied or because you feel guilty? There is a line between being a people pleaser versus simply being kind and generous. If you decide to help someone out because it reinforces your values or gives you joy, absolutely go for it. But- If saying yes simply allowed you to avoid guilt, you may be committing for the wrong reasons. If you say yes simply to feel less bad, less anxious, less guilty, less sorry, that's definitely driven by people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Let's also start small. Saying no can feel like brass-knuckled aggression to the people pleasers among us because the passive end of the spectrum is so cozy and familiar. Learning to say no by starting to delay the yes, says Kinga Mnich. Nitch. Nitch. M-N-I-C-H. That's very interesting. She's a social psychologist in Lexington, Kentucky. She says saying yes right away can leave you feeling obligated and overcommitted, but taking your time to respond to a request can give you the time to evaluate it and decide if it's something you really want to do. She also recommends trying these responses. Let me get back to you on that. Oh, that's great a great one. one. I don't have my calendar on me. Let me check when I get home. Mm-hmm. That actually happens to me quite a lot. Yeah, I say, oh, let me ask my assistant, see if I have time. Yeah. I, or I have to ask my manager first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And let me check with my partner. I'm not sure if we have plans this weekend. Yeah, so if you can't say no, like, right away, you just ease in with some of these delayed yet, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, let me, let me check with somebody else. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, let me go ahead and circle back on that. Mm-hmm. Also, when you get there, say no with conviction. As a people pleaser, it may be tempting to say like, maybe, or I don't know, to an invitation, even though you know you are not interested. Like my mom's friend, she said, nope. She was straight up like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Connie, she's like, what? (laughs) Instead, cut yourself loose with an effective yet polite way to decline. So try saying, I won't be able to make it. I have plans that day, but thank you for thinking of me. Unfortunately, I don't have the bandwidth for that. That's a great one. Or simply, I'll have to pass. No, I don't want to. (laughs) Um, I don't want to go because I don't want to. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh, God, I I hope I can get there. Another way to overcome being a people pleaser is to set boundaries. Setting boundaries is critical for your relationships, for your sanity, and for building a fulfilling life. Because if you're constantly saying yes to everyone else, when do you have the time and energy to devote to what inspires and uplifts you? When do you say yes to your own needs, wants, and wishes? Good point. Say yes to you. Put that on a shirt. <gasps> Say yes to you. <laughs> I could definitely put that on a shirt. That's like a motivational... Uh, Tony Robbins. Yeah, like <laughs> seminar. <laughs> it's important to know your limits. Establish clear boundaries and then communicate those limits. Be clear and specific about what you're willing to take on. If it seems like someone is asking for too much, let them know that it's over the bounds of what you're willing to do and that you won't be able to help. Mm. There are also other ways to create boundaries in your life to help rein in your people-pleasing tendencies. For example, you might only take phone calls at certain times to set limits on when you're able to talk. You do that now. Yeah. 
You're good about that. I'm very good about that. I'm like not answering anybody. <laughs> it's it's good now they have that um like do not disturb. Well, but you can see it in the text like oh their phones are yes. I guess I can't get a hold of them. I'm on that 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> you might also explain that you're only available for a specific period of time. Well, I do that with my mom on the phone. I'm sorry. I'm like, "Hey mom, I only have 5 minutes." Yeah. Because you know I'll get stuck on the phone yeah. for 30 minutes, 40 minutes an hour. Three hours. Yeah, exactly. This can be helpful because it ensures that you have control of not only what you're willing to do, but also when you are willing to do it. Aha. It may be helpful to think of boundaries as the outward expression of self-love. Okay. Once you know what you're willing to do, communicate those needs with loving kindness. However... Don't be surprised if your relationships start to change and some connections fall away. Knowing this ahead of time can make it easier to hold the line. People get shaken up when you start setting boundaries. I know. Well, you know what? This is interesting. I was talking to my therapist yesterday and we were talking about my friend group. And she's like, is there anything going on? I was like, we're all like pretty solid. And I said, I think we're all also in a place where if one of us doesn't want to do something, it's we like, just don't we go. just, yeah. And like, we're fine. What was like? We went to one concert and our friend Connor was like, "I don't like that brand. I'm not going." Yeah, I don't remember I what it was. What it was. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, Jonas Brothers. Brothers? He just, yeah. yeah. He was like, "No thanks." And mm-hmm. it was like, "All right, like yeah. <laughs> we're good." You yeah. know, that's hey, how you yes. know you've got good friends. Yeah. If you got a friend that like freaks the fuck out, mm, maybe go to one of our episodes about <laughs> toxic, toxic friends. <laughs> yeah, we have that. We have that. Another way to overcome being a people pleaser is to create a mantra. An empowering mantra posted somewhere. You can see it often on the bathroom mirror. I love posting stuff on the bathroom mirror. Mm-hmm. As a background image on your phone can act as a mini pep talk throughout the day. Like, one, I'm allowed to say no. Yeah. It's a great mantra. Yeah. No is a complete sentence. Period. A no to them is a yes to me. Wow. <laughs> I love this one. Not my circus, not my monkeys. You do love that one. I was saying it the entire time I was in New York. <laughs> <laughs> And then also, I don't have to explain myself to anybody. You don't. Yeah. You can can just run those through your head. Yeah. Another way to overcome being a people pleaser is to refrain from over apologizing, which women do. Uh, We do a lot. We do a lot. People pleasers are used to apologizing for everything, even when it's not their fault. For example, if you suggest a restaurant and your coworker's order comes out wrong, it may be tempting to say, oh my God, I'm so sorry because you were the one who picked out the restaurant. But try saying, oh, "That's me." <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. You don't have to say, I'm, you didn't do anything. I'm really sorry I know. that happened to I you. I always feel bad when stuff like that happens. I know. So. No, but then we're, we're working on it. Save, <sighs> it's a save your apologies for when you really mess up. Yeah. That's not your fault. I know, but I always feel bad. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. We're, we're not doing it. Okay. We're not doing it. Lastly, this is really important, you guys. Remember that it's going to feel uncomfortable when you stop people-pleasing. For example, people-pleasing is a way to mitigate the intense discomfort of rejection, judgment, abandonment, or feeling less than perfect. But if you learn to sit with those feelings, they may have less power over your actions. It's always uncomfortable when you're pushing through. Yes, it is. And, And to sum all of this up, be a people respecter, not a people pleaser. Never hesitate to do the right thing. When your frail neighbor asks politely, go ahead and shovel their driveway. When your colleague asks, make a donation to get your longtime coworker a retirement gift. Do all the nice things. Be yeah. respectful. But of all the people you respect, be sure to include yourself. And that and mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop. There you go, you guys. We hope you learn more about people pleasing, what it is, what it isn't, the causes, and some ways to overcome it so you can live your most authentic life free of 
anyone's expectations of you. Yes. Okay, now, do you want to introduce our hottie for our two, I'm going to say 200th episode, but it's our second year anniversary. Second year. Wow, 200. That'll be, I don't know what episode this is. It's like 107. We're like halfway through that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. 200 will be a big one. Mm-hmm. Our hottie this week is Miss Olivia Rodrigo. Love her. Yes. She has mentioned that she is recovering from being a people pleaser and that being overly agreeable is the quote unquote kiss of death to music. You got to fight for what you want. Yeah. I okay. could I could definitely see that, especially when you're like a teen. Yeah. I'm sure they're like, you have to like do it this way or that way. You yeah. Know? Okay, so one to Olivia Rodrigo. What do we think of this? What is this Prosecco we're drinking? La Marca. La Marca This Prosecco. one you can truly get anywhere. You can even get them in a the little teeny, the little Oh, guy. yeah, yeah. I've seen those. I've got no problems with it. I have it. no problems with it. It's not like a... It's not great. No, it's not like a... This is a 12. It's like a 7, 8. I'll give it an 8 and a half. Oh, an 8 and a half. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't do the math. I'm going to say a 8.25 out of yes. Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week, we are playing BFF Quiz. The BFF Quiz. We're quizzing one another. I, You know, I don't know how this game's played. We've played it about 50 times. We sure or have. actually probably like 20 times. But, you know, I never know what it is. So I'm excited. Yes. I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, here's the thing. So there used to be... No, this is the new one. There was a one that we have gone through like almost all the questions, but I think that this is the new one. Okay. So it's 40. You have to choose between one and 40. Mm, 17. 17. 17. Okay. 17. What's my favorite animal? Oh, that's, that's kind of it's kind of hard, actually. Okay. What's Natalie's favorite animal? Well, see, she has like tiger. She's like a big cat lady. Yeah. So it's like tigers and cheetahs and... All of that. Like, there's a lot of that in her house. Yeah. But then, obviously, she loves Zeppelin. So, I could yeah. say dog. So, it's like, we're talking about animals or pets. I feel like animals. Animals? Yeah. I'm going to have to say a tiger because you have a tiger tattoo. I think I'll say. You have a tiger tattoo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say probably a tiger is my. Probably. What well, are you waiting I have in a lot. I have a lot of animals that I love. A tiger has been my favorite since I was, like, seven. Okay. Always loved a tiger. But I also, surprisingly, really love cows. I love cows. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I know it's like I eat meat and I have a cow hide on in my living room. Yeah. But I love cows. Oh, wow. They're stinky. They're just so sweet. They're long eyelashes. Oh, wow. I like farm animals. Oh, you do? Yeah. Like, farm girl. Yeah. Farm girl energy. I like farm, I like farm animals. Oh, wow. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So now. So now you oh, choose. Oh, yeah. One through a hundred. One through a hundred. Eleven. What's my favorite place in the world? London. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy. It is my favorite place in the whole entire world. I lived there for nine months total, and I go there all the time. Yeah. And it's just my place. It's where I'm supposed to be. It's just. That's why I feel like I'm trying to do Most authentic self. Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) That was like an Adele. I don't know. I feel like the last time we were in London, I think we both said, like, you just aren't anxious here. Well, it's just easy to get around. Yeah. It's clean. There's no weapon right you get on the tube and you're like nobody's gonna shoot me that's a nice feeling (laughs) okay wait let's choose a question between 80 and 100 because they're what would you do if Ooh, you know that's my favorite game oh yeah okay Okay, pick a question pick 81 through 100 Ooh, 93 that's my birthday 93 
God, this is your worst nightmare. Oh, no. Is it something underwater? <clears throat> no. What would you do if the government took away half your money? I mean, they do already. They already do that. What would I do? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> be homeless I, mean, I, I know. know i guess live in my vehicle <laughs> if they took away half my money i mean they really do that already uh, can i ask you 91 yeah ask me 91 i'm really like what would you do if you found a dead body oh my god okay that is so weird you say that because i watched candy last night like uh-huh. i just binge watched it basically over two days and so i have this recurring nightmare when i get anxious that somebody informs me that I've killed someone you and told I me don't this. know. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so then I was thinking, because this candy thing was based on a true story. Uh-huh. Did you see it? Uh, no. But I know what it is. The woman who like killed her best friend and all that stuff. Yes. It was wild. I actually really liked it. But I was thinking, if I found a dead body, what if the cops thought that I did it? Because I was the one that found it, you know? Yeah. But obviously, if I found a dead body first, well, I'm not good in a crisis. One time my friend got hit by a car, I just stared. (laughs) (laughs) I freeze. (laughs) Fight, flight, freeze. I'm a freeze. I just, uh, so I might just stare. Then then someone walks up and you're standing there because you have been. Right. I might just be staring at it. If I was honest to God, I might call you first and be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, what do I I know? And you'd be like, call the police. (laughs) (laughs) So that honestly might be what would happen. Yeah, I I could see that. I could see that. It would be so shocking. (laughs) It would be so shocking. Okay, now you, 81 through 100. 100. Yeah, those are the what would you do if. Yes. I'll do 88. 88. 88? Oh, this is kind of funny. What would you do if you were in charge of the police department? Oh, God, I can't talk about this. <laughs> I feel so like... Much. What would I do? I would change their outfits. Let's have them something fun <laughs> and funky. I don't know. Start there. Want one more non-controversial? Yeah, let me do a non-controversial one. Okay. You can just look through and find yeah. one. That's what I did with you. Yeah. Oh, this is kind of fun. What would you do if you were transported back to medieval times? Ooh, what would That's I kind do? Of fun. Um, what would I do if I would just transported back to medieval times? I feel like they had so much time to just sit. I feel like they were all sitting doing nothing. I would love to just read a book. And I, I would know. have to be on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, my God, I know. You know, I just feel like things were slower. And I'd probably die young. I think we would die. I always think about my, I wouldn't be able we to wouldn't see, see We couldn't see anything. We would be severely disabled with, yeah. our, with our eyesight. We'd have no contact. So I think we, honestly, that might make us die really young. Because, like, I can't see, it wouldn't be a car. A horse? I don't know. Yeah. Gonna run it me so over. so easy to die back then. So easy. You get a cold. Yeah. Die out. <laughs> You're I just want to sit and read and Me with my diabetes? be taken out. Forget it. I'm done by nine <laughs> <Okay>. years old. <laughs> so I can't see and I have diabetes? Forget it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, guys, that's our episode. That's the epi. Feel free to rate and review if you like the episode. And email us any episode ideas you guys have at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you Love guys. You.